Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. You know, Gandhi once said that if you don't ask, you don't get. So what did I do? I went out and asked Mark Victor Hansen to come back on the show, and he graciously accepted. So... Mark is an inspirational and motivational speaker. He's a trainer and multiple times New York Times bestselling author. He is best known for the book series Chicken Soup for the Soul that has sold, and Mark will correct me if I'm wrong on this, over 500 million copies. And also with me today is Mark's wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. She is an international speaker, researcher, corporate consultant, author, and entrepreneur. And she believes that all people have unlimited potential for greatness if they only understand how to access their inner resources. So with that, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. It is true. We have, which makes me, according to Guinness Book of Records, world's best-selling author, 59 times number one. And I've been blessed to write 309 bestsellers, the last of which is with my beloved, beautiful, wise wife, Crystal, who've just written this book called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. I love it. Great title. Crystal, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here with you, Marco. It's great to have you. Maybe you could uh, take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself since our audience knows a little bit about Mark, but we don't know who you are. Okay. So yes, I'm a transformational life coach and clinical hypnotherapist, author, speaker. Um, Mark and I are blessed to travel around the world, um, motivating and inspiring audiences and just helping people become the best version of themselves. That's fantastic. Great. Okay. So towards the end, we'll just get some contact information from you guys and where your websites are located. But I'm excited to jump into today's topic. And I told you, Mark, that I have a little bit of a funny story to tell you. So, you know, your most recent book, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. What a great title. Thank you. Uh, I started reading it. Fantastic book. It reminded me of a book I used to have. And I can visualize it in my head. And I remember this from back in 1994, 95. And the book on my shelf was called The Aladdin Factor, How to Ask for What You Want and Get It. What I didn't know until today is that you were the author of that book. Not only the author, actually the creator. What was happening is that Jack and I, when we went to sell chicken soup, nobody wanted it. And I know 144 people ultimately said, <laughs> Jack. And I said, it's okay if you don't like him, but I'm a nice guy. And we took the rejection, but we brought one of the books I'd written, Dare to Win. And we had 14 books in the series with Berkeley, Dare to Win, all the way to Dare to Know God. The second of which was dare to ask well they call back when we're number one and number two for 58 weeks and say in one month you've got to have this book we've got a contract and i went to jack and he said what are you going to do about it i said jack it's 50 50 they're going to sue us if we don't do it <laughs> so what we mean what am i going to do and because it was a book about asking i immediately called up 101 what we call today master askers and interviewed them and put it together and it ended up selling 3.6 million and that's why our book now stands on the shoulders of that because I think we we're good, but I think as you get older and wiser and deeper and more refined, you get even better. And this book asked in, we've only had it out a month so far as we're taping or audio taping here, podcasting, it is transforming lives. The letters we're getting are just touching our heart. People are just going, Oh my gosh, this is what I desperately needed in this time of COVID. Interesting. I told you I love this topic because I've, been 
teaching my daughter to ask, and I keep telling her, if you ask not, you get not. And I don't know where I first heard that, but I've heard iterations of it. And I mean, even the Bible, in multiple sections in the Bible, talks about asking. One of the phrases in, in the Bible is, you do not have because you do not ask. Well written. You know, so the action of asking is critically important to our lives. So I guess where do you want to start with this? You know, we grow up being curious as kids, and you said it in your book that it, it takes the courage of a child to keep asking. Why do we lose this powerful skill? Right, exactly, Marco. So kids are born, we're all born to ask. We're all master askers when, when we come into this world. We want to know who, what, when, where, why. We're endlessly curious. We want to find out about everything, discover everything. And we also want more, more, more. We're always asking for more, right, as children. But then over time with, you know, our parents, school, jobs, just rejection in life, that ability to ask, even that endless, boundless curiosity gets crushed. And um, pretty soon we become afraid to ask, you know, we stop being curious, we stop wanting everything good for ourselves. So Mark and I determined that, you know, everybody, we meet so many amazing people, and they're all over endowed with talent and ability, but probably we all have more talent than we could use in four lifetimes. But the thing that seems to determine whether you are able to achieve really great success or just kind of fall short of your goals all the time is your ability to ask. And we both discovered as we did our reflective journeys, that was certainly the case for us, that we've, whenever we've been in a personal crisis or, or an issue or a problem, we found our way out by asking the next question and listening to those answers. And it's all about determining what the right questions are. And uh, we found there are three channels through which you need to ask. Not, it's not all just about asking other people for things, right? We discovered that you need to ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each of those channels is equally important. You know, it, it's an important action. There's no question about that. If I was to ask you, why is that action so important to a person's life? What would the simple answer to that question be? Simple answer is it causes fundamental illumination, revelation, understanding, insight, exploration. You cannot ask without getting an answer. Now, back in 1974, I went bankrupt and lost $2 million in one day because I was building geodesic domes in New York City. Wrong time, wrong product. I was building out of plastic when suddenly the Arabs said, we can write checks, so big your banks are bonds. And so I had a <laughs> book out of the library, how to go bankrupt by yourself. And my best, worst experience. And for six months, I'm upside down and thinking, oh, my God, my self-worth and net worth are the same, which a lot of people are feeling right now. I slept in a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room, and all of a sudden it came to me when I asked myself, what do I want to do? I want to talk to people who care about things that matter, that would make a life-changing difference. I have a guy teach me how to speak, but once I was doing it, I did a 1,000 talks a year for the first three years. Only Tony Robbins, and I think, did that. But I was making about 75 grand a year, and everybody said, do you have that in the book? Do you have it in the book? That story is great. Do you have that in the book? And all of a sudden, the lights went on, right? The question got me. I did a book called Stand Up, Speak Out, and Win. I sold it from the platform to little life insurance offices. I sold 20,000 copies at $10 each. I tripled my income, which is, I started doing a talk called Triple Your Income, Double Your Time Off, because you know, now I'm rich, <laughs> I'm successful again. And I went out and bought a brand new Cordova Chrysler because Ricardo Montalban said it's right. a good car out of Chrysler. And I believe Lee Iacocca was telling that story too. So the point is, anyone can get where they got to go. And right now, while we're sequestered, but we're not sequestered as one-off, there's 8 billion of us that are government-imposed sequestration. And what we're saying is, 
asking is the way out of this problem individually, collectively, governmentally, countrywide, and worldwide. Got it. Yeah, well put. So I know when you talk about asking, you refer to it as, and I quote, the only language, the only language which the universe can deliver a solution, understanding, illumination, or plan to, right? Can you elaborate on that? What is exactly the essence of, of what you're talking about being the only language? Or is it kind of like that movie, The Secret, where you just, law of attraction, you put it out there and it comes back, or is it something different? Right. No, when you're stuck, the only thing that'll get you out of being stuck is to start asking yourself questions. And that's the first part of what we talked about, Marco, is the ask yourself part. That's the reflective journey. And that's where we all need to start. And we say there are like three sets of questions that kind of go under that category. And the first one is, you know, asking yourself, where am I right now? And the second part of that question is the second question. And then there are a lot of sub questions that will come under that too, as you start to answer these questions, but you need to spend time with yourself to do it. The second question is, where do I want to be? Where am I right now? And where do I want to be? And then the third part of that is what action, what specific actions do I need to take to get there? And if you can start that asking journey with yourself, it will reveal so much to you because honestly, there is no mechanism in the world that has the ability to reveal what is hidden like asking. And when you start to ask, it's like these giant gates open up and you start to see the answers. You start, as Mark said, you start to see solutions. You ask a question, suddenly the solution comes to you. You ask another question, a new idea comes to you. You ask more questions, you start to get illumination. You ask more questions, you start to discover a new pathway. And in that way, you are able to start to literally, we say it's the bridge from your dreams to your destiny, because we all have these dreams locked in our hearts, but often we forget how to access them. We kind of shut down on ourselves. Asking is the simplest tool to be able to unlock those dreams and get moving again. It's something everyone can do. Well, then how do you know if you're asking a question that is quote unquote too small or Maybe it's not big enough and you need to ask a bigger question. Is that a fair question to ask you? Totally. First of all, I, I want to hitchhike on what my wife said. If you ask the wrong question, like I said, oh, my God, what if I go bankrupt? So I end up going bankrupt. So if you ask the wrong question, you go the wrong way. If you ask the right question, if you're thinking right, talking right, asking right, you get the right result right here, right now. But the point and then the subset of that, which we wrote in to ask, is the size of your question determines the size of your result. Like if you're in my seminar back in 2003, I think you said, and you said, I want more money. And I said, and that's what you said. I'd, I'd give you a quarter. And I said, well, you're up a quarter. It goes, no, 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 that's not what I want. I mean, a quarter that's then or now is pretty irrelevant to who you are. But now right. you say, well, I want a hundred thousand. We can figure out how to do that. That's 250 work days a year, giving all holidays off at $400, hundred thousand. I say, well, are you making a million? We add one zero to $4,000 a day. Now, if you want to go higher, we can go higher. And the point is that the universe doesn't care. Napoleon Hill had the best poem, as I'm sure you read, Think Grow Rich. I bargained with life for a penny. And life would pay no more, no matter how I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is a just a fair employer to pay you whatever you ask. But once you have set the wages, why you must bear the task. When I was earning 100 grand a year back in 1974 and five, 75, um, I met the world's top salesman at the time, Ben Feldman. He was on the cover of uh, Forbes magazine and everything. And Ben said, look, you love your kids? I said, yeah. He said, well, 
if you had earned 4,000 in a day and your, or your kid would die, would you figure out how to do it? He said, I said, yeah. I said, then start doing it, but just do it 250 times. And it turned my life. He went from six figures to seven figures. And because there's a real estate uh, and we own a lot of real estate in a couple of places, we believe that's the same thing's true. Now we're going to go, you know, the, the yin and the yang is crisis equals opportunity. We're having the biggest crisis, but we're going to have the biggest opportunity if you're awake and ask the right questions. Well, I think we're talking about two slightly different things because we can talk about the size of the question, which is what I was asking you. If, if you're asking questions that are too small and how do you know if you're asking questions that are too small and should you be asking bigger questions? To me, it's like having a small goal versus a big goal. Mm -hmm. And I believe you should have a very big goal because the bigger the goal, hopefully the more motivation you have behind it. But then the quality of the question is another thing. You know, the whole thing about if you want a better answer, ask a better question. And here's another funny story. I actually saw this in your book. Less than two months ago, I was actually watching a Peter Sellers movie, The uh, the Pink Panther. <laughs> and, you know, he asks the guy at the hotel, does your dog bite? And the guy says no. And so Peter Sellers reaches down and pets the dog, and the dog bites his hand. And he said, I thought you said your dog doesn't bite. He goes, it doesn't. That is not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's great. That's just a classic line. But the thing is, is that just shows how, you know, asking a better question could lead to a better answer. So the size of the question is clearly important, but how do you ask better questions? Maybe that's what I should ask you now. There's a section in the book, Marco, uh, that's called prepare to be a good asker. And so there is a process to that. And we say the first three things are belief. Okay. So you have to start with belief with it. With, and people say sometimes, well, how do I get belief if I don't have belief? And all I can tell you is, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief. You have to be willing to believe, believe that there is an answer for you and believe that you deserve an answer. Okay. So a lot of it is mindset. You have to start with the right mindset, right? You have to be committed to your own journey and be able to take that time with yourself. Mark and I spend the first hour of every day in this prayer and meditation time so that we can do this reflective journey. It takes time. It takes, you know, this time with yourself to reflect, to plan, to determine what it is you really want in life. So the first thing is belief. The second thing is action. Okay. So you have to put your asking journey in action. When these little breakthroughs start to come to you, when the little clues of, of life start feeding back to you, because, you know, you're an attractor field for what you're getting what you're asking for. So when you start to get those things, are you willing to take some kind of action when something comes to you? Will you call that person or will you act on it in some way? You can't just sit on the sofa and wrap your blanket around yourself and say, you know, I've been asking for something, you know, it's going to come to me. The third part is visualization. And I think this is really gets down to what you were talking about. Your imagination is so important in your life creation because so often people, you know, live their lives like, you know, it's happening outside of them, truly. Like what we have going on right now, you look out there, you see all this stuff coming at you and it's intense and you're kind of ducking and dodging and trying to keep all the balls up in the air. When the, the reality is your life experience is created from the inside out. And that involves learning to use visualization, learning to use the power of your own imagination. So it's like starting with things like, okay, whatever it is you want, because this is such, you know, it's such a subjective experience. Well, I don't know what you want, or I don't know what anybody else wants. So we need to start with that question to ourselves. What do I really want? Right. And when you do that, imagine that you already have what you want. 
Because when people imagine, you know, start they want riches or they want to be wealthy, if you start to ask them, okay, the, a great question is, what are you doing right now? Pretend you already are as successful as you want to be. Pretend you have all the wealth you want in the world. Pretend life is exactly as you want it. What are you, here are the questions. What are you doing every day? How are you spending your time under that scenario? Who are you talking to under that scenario? What things are truly important to you? What things are you doing differently than you, under that scenario than you're doing now? And you start to reveal a lot of truth to yourself. But this is a very personal introspective journey that you have to take. There are no shortcuts to it. You really need to get in and ask yourself those questions and be, be willing to engage your imagination, be willing to go to that place where you imagine having everything you really want in life. Yeah, that, I think that underscores an important point too, is asking is not just about asking other people questions. It's about asking yourself questions because right. you have conversations with yourself all the time and you need to explore your inner self. And so that leads to a belief, hopefully a good belief in yourself and eliminates doubt and fear and all those other things that get in your way, right? Right. And that's why we said there are three channels through which to ask, not one. It's ask yourself, yep. ask others, and ask God. Yep. Those three channels are equally important. All of them are very important in their own way. But that first step is really asking yourself because then you know what direction you want to go. You need to know where you are, where you're going, and what kind of action you need to take to get there. And so, um, and then asking others is a super important part too. That's like a phase two part because we are really one another's greatest resource if we allow mm. that to happen. And unfortunately, Mark and I talk in the book about the seven roadblocks to asking because most people have these roadblocks, at least one or more of these roadblocks that keep them from asking, asking others, keep them from engaging with others because they're scared or they're doubtful or all these other roadblocks that we discuss in depth in the book. Yeah, you've got seven of them. Well, I guess the most important thing here is that asking is pretty much the most important skill in life if you want to be successful and it really depends on how you define success but it doesn't matter because asking will help get you there just the act of asking applies to every part of your life you know whether it's your sales or your career or your relationships to do with your wife investing as it you know relates to me and my audience so we don't need to get into all seven roadblocks maybe just talk about one of them I, I, the one that pops into my mind is the one about fear because i think a lot of people don't take action and invest or, you know, grow business or better themselves in their career or with their family or with their wife because of fear. Something's holding them back. Can you maybe touch upon that? Sure. I mean, the fear is just, you know, I really think for human beings, some people just have a terror of rejection. They're really terrified of rejection. And, they, and so they, they will not ask because they can't stand the idea that someone might say no and be rejected. And that comes down to I think our need to be loved and somehow we are personalizing that rejection. So as a good asker, we need to understand it. it's not about us. Like if someone rejects you, it's not, it's, it's not really about you. It's about their state of mind at the time. Maybe they just aren't able to help you or can't, or just don't feel like they want to right then. It's really not about you. It's about them. And so if you can sort of manage all of these roadblocks to asking, you create such an advantage for yourself in this life because the studies we did, or the, the research we did on the studies that have been done on asking show that if you are willing to ask people, they are 80% more likely to help you than if you didn't <laughs> ask. So there's like no reason not to ask, but so many of us 
hold back because of that fear of rejection. And that we have some amazing stories in the book, and I don't know that we have time to get into any of those, but fabulous stories that are great examples of why you need to ask and what happens when you don't ask and what happens magically when you do ask. Does that tie into the whole thing about pivoting your destiny? Because I know a part of the book is about pivoting your destiny, and you do that by asking. You actually put the question out there to ask yourself, what is it that you're best at? Can we talk about that for a minute? Because I think that's important for a lot of people. A lot of people, I think they're in a rut or they're kind of stuck and they feel like they can get to another level or they just need to make a complete change and they're not asking questions or they're maybe not asking the right questions. All of that's true. And, and what happens is we all have to pivot. We got to reinvent ourselves. We got to re-innovate. We got to probably go in a new direction. I mean, just take the airlines. They've decreased two thirds of their management, two thirds of their pilots, two thirds of their flight attendants. This isn't going to change. And I'm saying that a third of Americans are unemployed from what they formerly did. Now, is there a lot of work? The answer is there's more work. We got just one company we were just talking to, QCI, turning trash to cash. They got 22 million jobs that need to get filled right now. And yeah, you got to switch. But let's just do one of the stories we have in our book. We interviewed 26 what we call master askers. Jim Stovall is a guy who wrote a phenomenal book that I got to write the forward to and endorsement to. I, I recommend it totally. It's called you know, oh gosh, it just, it, it made it into a movie even. It's called The Ultimate Gift. And it just is so amazing. But it, at 19 years old, Stovall is strong. He's big, he's fast. His whole life is to become an NFL player. He gets recruited. The medical doctor comes back and he's shaking his head and he said, sorry, kid, this is the worst news I've ever had to give everyone, anyone, especially you. Six months from now, you're going to be totally and forever blind. And now Joe, our little buddy, Jim Stovall, is locked, self-incarcerated in a nine by 12 room with a television, a telephone, and a radio, and he's complaining. No surprise there. And his parents said, look, Jimmy, just go down to the blind fields. Maybe they can help you. Well, it's an echo chamber of negativity. Quick aside, everyone's got to turn off the negative news right now. 15 minutes a day is all you should allow yourself to be polluted by, as far as I'm concerned. But Jim sits next to this woman who's not complaining, and she's blind, and she's a blind legal stenographer, and said, uh, hey, let's talk this through. What is it that you like? said, well, I love movies and he said that's great what did you love he said i love watching somebody throw a right hook this is the leverage for all of us said well what i want to do is uh, see that again and i'll never see it again she said wait a second we're somebody why can't we do something so she asked him we're somebody why can't we do something and what they created as a sighted person you may not know but narrative tv 14 million people watch streaming every day at ten dollars a month now, that'd be great but because I was asked to write the Ford to his book, This Ultimate Gift, I did it. And on the back, I wrote, this book is so clear, so visual, it should be a movie. And it became a movie, made him $100 million. So we interview him for our book, Ask. And what he said is, if I live 100 years, I will thank you in my prayers every day. Because now I write books that I can't read. And I make movies that I can't watch. And everybody has to re-pivot. First part of this question, just to tie it up to where you started. Does part of that have to do with how a person defines their own happiness? Because I think everybody's definition of happiness is, is completely different. But don't we need to consider what our definition of happiness is in order for us to, I don't know, kind of move forward? Absolutely. And we have a great story about that in the book. Greg Haig talks about how he'd achieved like all of this wealth and success and, you know, 10 motorcycles and all the hot cars and the great life. And he said, I found myself 
being terribly unhappy. So he, you know, had breakfast with his mentor, who was his father's best friend. And he said, what's the secret here? Why am I so miserable? I, I thought when I'd arrived, I'd feel so great. And he said, well, you know, what is your definition of happiness, Greg? And he goes, you know, I really don't have one. I've never asked myself that question. So that happens to a lot of us. We plow forward in life doing the things we think we're supposed to do or just getting, you know, sort of on the hamster wheel. What It's one of the roadblocks. I call it pattern paralysis. But yeah, until we stop and say, you know, what is my definition of happiness? So Greg defined it with his friend that day as having a passionate purpose that makes a difference, you know, that being able to make a difference in other people's lives. Right. But, it's very different for each one of us. So we need to stop getting stuck in our patterns and get over that roadblock and start asking ourselves these important questions that will lead us to the next revelation in our lives. And just like Greg and just like our friend Jim Stovall, I mean, one question, if you answer it honestly, can pivot you. If you're open to it and you're curious, you stay endlessly curious and you stay open to the answers. You know, where might that lead you? I mean, it's changed lives. It's changed direction for so many people and created, you know, tremendous amounts of success and happiness if we're willing to do that. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. So guys, as we land this plan, I'm going to ask you one question that's a little bit more geared towards me and my audience and just ties the whole thing about asking right in. So for someone like myself, you know, as an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, and someone who likes to invest mostly in real estate, but in certainly virtually everything else, you know, what questions should I be asking myself or what questions should my audience be asking themselves based on what you've written in the book? Well, first of all, what is the end that you want? And in your case, is real estate just like ours is how much money do you want to have? How many properties do you want to have? Do you want to have commercial or residential? Do you want to have income generating properties? How much risk are you willing to take? Because ultimately you want to be debt-free, stress-free, and set-free. What is the cash flow that you want, whether it's 1,000, 10,000, 30,000, 100,000, or a million a month? And then as you start to answer those questions, you get bigger, stronger, and better. And then you say, well, that's number one, you're asking yourself. Then number two is, who is it that's done what I've done? And we've got a lot of friends in real estate, as you know, guys like Ken McElroy who owns 10,000 units and just turned his company into a billion dollar company that you've interviewed. But he started with one, just like everybody. And you've got to start there and then you get that going. And then number three is that now that I've got it, God, what is it that I can do to contribute at a really high level? And in our case, we are co-chairman of an organization you may or may not know called childhelp.org. And we've helped 10 and a half million people in 60 years. Children. Children get out of abuse, neglect, and sex trafficking. And now they want to build the biggest uh, enterprise ever, and and we're co-chair people of it, because you get rich so you can contribute more, not so you can go lay in a beach and and sip Mai Tais. I I owned a great house in uh, Kona Bay Estates next to Bill Gates. So it's not a question of, have I been there and and done that? The question is two Cs. Number one is, what is it I'm going to be able to create? This is spiritual, right? In Genesis says, in the beginning, God created, number 28, you're created in the image of likeness. And number two, what are you going to contribute? And now you're making the money with a reason to contribute. And yes, you're contributing land or let's say single families or multi or duplexes, fourplexes, so people can rent in them and live in them, which we own and like. But the point is, let's go to the next higher level. Can you help somebody that can't help themselves? And there's all kinds of stuff. In real estate, the biggest guy in America buys a house and let's say it was a thousand dollars a month rent he charges 
1200 and then after five years they use that 200 extra to buy back that house that they've been overcharged in leasing and stuff like that and then we're close friends with dr ben carson and ben is head of hud now he's been running for president but ben says i'm getting people out of public housing not into it and the way we're doing that is housing and urban development he says we're developing their awareness they're cautious and nobody could be better if you don't know dr carson's story you know watch his movie called gifted hands he is just amazing human being that's great you know i just connected two dots i just realized that everything you were talking about sounded like goal setting but then i realized the whole process of asking questions of yourself is really the part that comes right before the goal setting piece because unless you ask yourself all these questions and you get clear on what it is you want, where you want to go, you can't actually write goals. Correct. So they're connected. They're married. At the hip. Yeah, they're married. Exactly. Unbelievable. Okay. Well, I don't know why I didn't realize that before, but I guess it was just kind of a natural process in the whole goal thing. Questions are the answers. And Rumi said it so well. He said, look for the answer inside the question. And that just is so perfect. That's what you just discovered. Right. And we say in the book, asking is the answer. And we need to remember that. You know, when you're stuck, when you're trying to figure things out, when you can't, don't have all the, start asking the questions, ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And it's amazing how your journey will unfold so much more, more clarity, yeah. you know. And we're all here for self-discovery. And, and what we're saying is, look, if you've got a 24 story house and that's consciousness and awareness, everybody's at some floor, but the goal is to get to the top and the top is self-realization, attachment to God, whatever, however sure. you want to define it, self-actualization. But the point is you get there by asking and, and ascending. Very powerful. Very powerful. Well, Crystal, Mark, stay with me after we wrap up here, but tell our listeners how they can find you guys online or wherever you want to direct them to. And of course, where they can find your books, including Ask. Yeah. So you can um, find us all over social media. I'm Crystal Dwyer Hansen, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. And of course, Mark is Mark Victor Hansen. We love to stay in touch with everybody. So please reach out to us. We, we love connecting with people, hearing about your journey. Connection is really important to us. You can get the book at Amazon, of course, ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. And we're doing something kind of unique. We're, we're going to be holding starting in August, the book club, ask the book club. So once you buy the book, go to askthebookclub.com. It's free. We're going to have just a private room where people can come in. And once you've had an opportunity to read the book, we can discuss it together because we really want to help people on their asking journey. We feel like this is our way to contribute, to keep people moving. And that's important right now. We need everybody to be their best as we come back as a country and, you know, just in the world in general, because, you know, people, we've all been a little... Uh, downtrodden and, and depressed, and, and we want to be able to help lift people out of that. So you can also go to markvictorhanson.com. And the other thing we're going to ask when you go to Amazon, don't buy just one book. If you've got the wherewithal, we want you to think about who do you know that's depressed, despondent, disconsolate, maybe even suicidal. And if they start asking questions, we can turn them around. I mean, I can tell you because you know how many podcasts we've done. We've done at least 20 with great psychiatrists that are dealing with more suicidal patients than ever before. And they said, my gosh, we're going to get this to every one of our patients. And they're literally buying 10 and sometimes 100 at a time and give them out to their patients. Because when the patients have that self-revelation, that self-questioning, they go to a new level. So I'd ask you to do that and, and consider being generous and giving the book away. 
and helping somebody that probably wouldn't even think or know that we existed. Mark, that's a great ask. I've never had a guest after almost 200 episodes <laughs> actually ask that. That's great. I love it. Well, by the way, we believe one of the chapters is be a bold, B-O-L-D, asker, because we want everyone to grow up and be master askers, because if we all learn how to ask, we can make the world work for 100% of humanity. And when you go to markvictoranson.com, watch some of the videos, because I want everyone to learn to write a book to discover their wisdom, define themselves better, and refine themselves at a higher, smarter level. Because everyone's got a book in them, at least the people, the wise people you've got listening. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, listen, I really, really appreciate you guys coming on. Hang tight. We're just going to wrap things up here. So thanks for listening. Remember to hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on iTunes, share the show with like-minded people. Just leave us a rating review. I read every single one of them. Thank you in advance. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys all on our next episode. Are you looking for a roadmap to financial freedom? If so, we have a solution for you. Narada Real Estate is offering a limited number of free strategy sessions to help you get out of the rat race. Learn how you can create wealth and build monthly passive income. To set up a time with one of our knowledgeable investment counselors, simply go to naradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.